Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's shout unto God with a voice of triumph tonight. <laughs> Praise God. We, had, we did have an awesome service this morning, both of them. It was tremendous. God moved, and I, we just love it when people are getting baptized and lives are being changed. And uh, it's exciting. It's exciting. So tonight we're going to talk about, I, you know, the Lord spoke to me about something this week, and it was concerning myself, and I just kind of felt led to, to uh, minister along those lines. Now, I'm, I'm, I won't share everything he said, but I will in the coming days. But let's just pray over the word this morning, uh, this evening, this evening, right? Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, we love you tonight, and we thank you for your precious holy word. And Holy Spirit, we cannot do this without you. I thank you for revelation knowledge. I thank you that people hear what you want them to hear in Jesus' name. Amen. And then I say what you want me to say. So we're going to talk uh, about prayer tonight. And we're going to talk about praying the plan of God. Because I think sometimes people forget that God has a plan for your life. God has a plan for your life. Many, a lot of people are praying for answers or praying for direction or praying for what job they should take or what school they should go to. But you cannot just go in any old direction and end up with God's best. Amen? And a, but a lot of times, people's lives, they're, they're, they're on autopilot. And, and they're not, it, they think things are just going to happen automatically. Even when, even when they get a word from God or a prophecy or something, well, things are just going to happen automatically. Number one is you have to want the plan of God. And, and, and you, you don't want to just float through life. Some people are, are just, they, they want to, they float through life and they're contented to just ramble on, to just, just, just to be on autopilot, just to, See what God will do, you know, whether it's, whether it's our personal lives, whether it's our city, whether it's our nation, whether it's our, our, whatever it is, God has a plan. God has a plan for this church. And even I was praying, I was speaking some things, you know, this week, and, and I felt like the Holy Spirit, I was speaking something in particular, and he rose up within me and he said, you got to pray that through. That's not going to happen until you pray that through. God was telling me to pray some things, to speak some things. It just wasn't going to happen automatically. And so many times we think things are just going to happen automatically. Well, God's just going to take care of us. God's just going to be, God's a good God. Let's read Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. And I'm going to read most of these scriptures tonight are in the Amplified Version. And it says, for we are God's own handiwork. You are God's own handiwork, amen? And God doesn't make messy stuff. You're his handiwork, his workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew. And why? That we may do those good works which God predestined, planned beforehand for us. God has works for you and I to do that he planned beforehand for us. God already planned them for you. It's up to us to find out what they are. Taking paths which he prepared ahead of time. Do you know there's a path prepared for you? He prepared it ahead of time? That we should walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. 
This scripture has so much in it. It brings so much light that God has, has a plan. He has set it in motion. And, and we're, we're the ones that have to, the, the first part where he talks about that we are his workmanship born anew, uh, to do those good works. He's, he tells us that he has planned it before him, but then he talks about taking paths which he prepared ahead of time. You and I have to take those paths, but in order to take those paths, we need to know those paths. We need to know those paths. We need to know the will of God. We need to work on that, and that happens when we get into a place of prayer, and we have to pray out the plan of God and learn how to pray the plan of God out in our life. Sometimes we just, we're, we're just going and, you know, okay, God, I, I think you supply all of my needs. Well, that's a way to, play, to pray out the plan of God because you're praying that God supplies all your needs. But it goes much more than that. God has, God has a, a plan for you. And it says, uh, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for, us to to, ready for us to live. The life he made ready for you and prepared for you and I was a good life, not a difficult life, not a hard life, not a deprived life. Sometimes we think, well, this is just our lot in life. You know, this is just what God has given to you. No, God did not plan out. He's got a path, and he's planned out a life for you way before you were even born. And it wasn't a tormented life. Amen? It wasn't a difficult life. One of the most precious things in our lives is God's plan, and I think we don't give enough attention to his plan. And, we, and, and, and God was just showing me things, even, even in, in our life, you know, through the years. And uh, we, we've been doing this a long time, amen? And uh, sometimes I stop and say, God, how did we get here? How did we get over here? How did we get in this mess? Or how did we get over here in this goodness. You know, I just, you know, I want to know. I want to know what works in the kingdom, don't you? So, you know, and can I tell you, young people, seek to know the plan of God for your life. You've got to seek to know the plan of God. You need to protect it with everything you got. Don't sell off the plan of God in your life for, for bad relationships or wrong relationships, bad habits, wrong places. None of those are worthy in exchange to the plan of God. And I'm telling you, the enemy is right there knocking on your door, trying to get you away from the plan of God. There's so many different things, so many different distractions. And that is why it is so important that we really give a priority to prayer in our life, praying over our life, not just, I, I know that we, we, you know, we're called to pray for the lost. We're called to pray for so many things, but a lot of people are not praying for the plan of God for their life. We have to pray for the plan of God for this church, always. We want, we want God's plan. There's so many things, whether it's a church or our lives, that we do, we do it in the natural. We do it, we, oh, well, we can fix this, you know? Or I can, you know, I can lose weight on my own. I don't need God. You know, I, or I can do this, or I can do that, or I can fix this, or wh whatever. But God is wanting to be a part of our life because he has, there's answers waiting in the presence of God. Amen? Once you are born again, now notice it says in verse 10, born anew, that we may do those good works. God has a good work for you. God has created a plan, but we're the ones that have to take the paths that he plans. We have to work at taking those paths. There's a path for your life. 
You know, and, 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 and honestly, I know a lot of times we just think it's about the work of the ministry, but it has to do with you, too. It has to do with your victory. It has to do with your peace. It has to do with your, the plan of God, what he has uh, for your life. This is what you have to remember. It is not automatic. And sometimes we just, well, we hear the message on blessing. We hear the message on healing. We hear the message on prosperity. And, and God isn't just wanting you to wait till you, you know, we shouldn't wait till we get sick to put the word of God on healing in our life. Or wait till we have a financial problem. Or wait till we're confused. Or wait till we're in a bad relationship. We have to get into that place in that presence of God where we're praying out the plan of God in our life. Amen? We, and, and, and honestly, we need to want that. Part of, part of taking, part of walking in the plan of God is in prayer. And every, I talk to people all the time, but when they hear the word prayer, they're like, oh, oh, I'll take me forever to find the plan of God. If you're committed to it, you'll find it quicker than you think. You get in the presence of God, you'll hear his voice. Amen? Because the plan of God calls for prayer. Without praying, we won't know the path to take. We, that is why we have to pray. Amen? So it's so important. It's very important that we hear from God. You wonder why you're not hearing from God? Are you talking to God? Listen, listen. Before I met my husband, I was on the wrong path. I was in a wrong relationship. I was with the with a wrong person. And and once I realized that situation and how I realized that situation was not the plan of God or not the will of God uh, for me, it was through prayer. Listen, I got saved. I was dating this guy for almost 10 years. He was my first date. And in my head immediately, in my head, oh, God's going to save him, and, and we're going to live for God. And I just had it all figured out. But that wasn't the plan of God. And sometimes we're trying to figure it out. But through, through, through the power of the Holy Spirit, I was in, in the, thank God, I was praying. I was, I was I don't, Pastor Ed and I were talking about this today. I don't know. I don't even know how I learned to pray. I just remember one person, the evangelist that I got saved, he preached on Mark 11, 23 and 24, Matthew 18, 19. And I just remember those scriptures and I just prayed those all the time. And I was learning to pray the will of God. I needed to pray what was next. And, and you know, the, the, the enemy, he, he comes and harasses at every corner. And sometimes things can look pleasing to the eye. There's a plan that looks pleasing to man's eye, but it's not necessarily the plan of God. We didn't, we, we had no, we did not want to come back to New England. I was out west. I loved it out there. I got saved in Arizona. It was just, this was not, when we were praying for the will of God, see, when you pray, pray the plan of God, when we were praying for what God wanted us to do, we were going to either get more involved in the church we were in, we were go, or we, were, we, we had all these things. We just kept praying. And one day, I was praying for my family because they were all back here. And I was praying that they would find a church. And little did I know, there was, that's, this was over 40 years ago, right? So I'm praying that they'll find a church back here. And as I'm praying, God says, you go. 
He says, you go. When you get into the place of prayer, and, that, and, and, and listen to this. I said, God, I can't believe you're telling me that. My husband's an only child. He lives 3,000 miles away. I'm not taking him from his family, and if we're going to go, you're going to have to speak to him. He walked in the door that night from work after working 10-hour day, and he said, get, your, get ready to, get, to pack because we're moving to New England. And the Holy Ghost came on him in his lunch hour, and he said he wept uncontrollably. He wasn't weeping because he was coming back here. I think he just wept because it was the presence of God. <laughs> but it was the plan of God. It was the plan of God. And I remember, I remember praying. I, re I remember that um, my, it, it, what, I didn't meet Pastor until like May, and then we were married in August. But I'm just sharing this tonight because um, I remember, I think it was, I got saved in November, and I came back east in January, and I backslid, and then went back out west, and I remember trying to get back to God, and I, and I was on my knees in my bedroom, and I got filled with the Holy Spirit and started praying in tongues. Now, I remember when the evangelist prayed for me, I had had a few words. Well, I was stuck, and I didn't know what to do. So I began to pray in the Holy Spirit. And, I, and, and that day, when I got filled with the Spirit, and we're going to talk about that. We're going to go to Romans 8 in just a few minutes. When I got filled with the Spirit, it was like I just knew it was God, and I started praying in tongues, and I was like, but from that moment on, that was in January, it was a few weeks later, I started, I was praying all the time, I was praying in the spirit, I didn't even know, I didn't know Romans 8.28, I didn't know, I just knew that, you know, it, it's just like it just came up that day when I was in prayer, and I, and I knew that praying in tongues was real. But it was after that, and I knew it was the Holy Spirit praying through me, that in, in February, it was a few weeks later, I remember these things so clearly. I, I used to run in the morning, so I, I, was, I used to run at five in the morning, I would come in at six, and my sister was sitting on the couch. Now listen, I said to her, now still struggling with drugs and just different things like that, and I said, you know what, Linda? I'm going 110% for God. I'm going for God, I'm going all the way. I'm, I'm just, you know, and she's like, really? Come on, let's talk about the word, whatever. You know, my sister was awesome. And, uh, and, and it was like a few weeks, it, it, that was in February, I met Pastor Ed, I think it was in April, it was April we met, and we were, we were actually, we actually really met in May, but we kind of had an acquaintance in, uh, in April. But, um, and then we were married in August. But it was through prayer and praying out the plan of God. And if we're not committed to prayer, it's not just about the prayer of faith and believing God for, for things. And we should do that. We should be praying. We should be praying over our children. We should be we're praying the plan of God for their life. We should be praying over our own lives. But you have to be committed to praying over his plan and submitting to his plan. And sometimes his plan isn't... You know, even honestly, um, two weeks before we, we were going to get married, the, the devil will fight against the plan of God. My boyfriend drives from, my old boyfriend, he was my ex-boyfriend at that time, <laughs> drove from Massachusetts to Arizona two weeks before the wedding. Now, now this is what happens when you pray. Because when you pray, the Holy Spirit can take hold with you and give you the strength you need to, to make the right decisions 
so I, so he says, I love God too and all of this stuff and you need to come back with me. And we're on the highway. Some of you have heard the story before. And he calls his mom on the little, you know, those phones that go like this, you know, those pay phones. He says, Mom, I'm bringing Judy home. And um, I'm, we're on Route 40 or whatever route we were on 66. And uh, when he said that, the power of God came all over me. And I saw my life with him. And it was not what I wanted. And, and, and the fear of God came all over me. And he hung up that phone. I said, I'm not going. He goes, you're not going. He left me on the highway. Two weeks later, I was married to Pastor Ed. But, but honestly, folks, I'm not like saying, oh, you know, I, I, I don't saying like, okay, I'm this awesome person because I prayed and stuff. Listen, we all have struggles at times with prayer. But that is the most vital thing in all of our relationship. And I remember, I just wanted to be with Jesus all the time and praying. And it wasn't really until I was filled with the spirit where I had the strength to get rid of the drugs, to walk away from my past, to not, to, but to really want what God, I was willing, I didn't even ever care if I ever got married. I would have went to the mission field. I would had already been there a few times. I didn't care. I just wanted what God wanted. And that's what happens when you start praying the plan of God, when you're committed to saying, God, I want what you want. I mean, God's looking for people that will step into his plan because he has a work, he has a purpose, he has a path. And if we get on that path, we can see greater things done in the kingdom of God. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. But the plan takes place in prayer. And, you, and then you're able to walk out the plan. Let's look at Romans chapter 8, verse 26 in the Amplified. Hallelujah. See, you know, knowledge is, is good, even knowledge of the word of God, but there's a lot of theologians out there <laughs> that they have a lot of knowledge but it's, a lot of it is not revelation knowledge because it's not from the Holy Spirit. Amen? Well, let's look at this. Romans 8, 26 through 28. It says, So too the Holy Spirit comes to our aid and bears us up in our weakness, for we do not know what prayer to offer nor how to offer it worthily. See, we don't, we don't know always. We don't always know what prayer to offer to offer, nor how to offer it worthily as we ought. But the Spirit himself goes to meet our supplication. You know, the Bible talks about supplications and prayer, but if, if there is no supplications, if there is no prayer, the Holy Spirit has nothing to meet. Come on now. It says he goes to meet our supplication and pleads in our behalf with unspeakable yearnings and groanings too deep for utterance. And he, and he who searches the hearts of men knows what is in the mind of the Holy Spirit, what his intent is, because the Spirit intercedes and pleads before God in behalf of the saints according to and in harmony with God's will. See, the Holy, when you pray in the Holy Spirit over your life, you're, you're praying the plan of God. You're praying the will of God. If there's a situation, just, to, just for example, um, you know, uh, just you've got this great opportunity on this job, and it looks good, and it's going to pay you $500,000 a year, and it's all exciting. You better get into the place of prayer before you take that job because you need to know the path 
that God has for you. I've had people come to me and, and they've, they, they'll say, oh, I really want this or I really want this job or I really want this or I really want to do this. And then when it happens, they're miserable because it wasn't the plan of God. So it's important that you pray the will of God. We, we are assured and know that God being a partner in their labor, all things work together and are fitting into a plan for good and for those who love God and are called according to his design and purpose. Do you know I was reading that? And, and, and a lot of people take this scripture out of context. And it's talking about, you know, all things work together uh, for good to those who love God. Well, 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 a lot of people love God. But I believe that this is talking about as we are praying, we are assured as we're praying in, in, in the spirit, as we're letting the Holy Spirit pray through us, then we're assured and we know that God is, is partnering with us. He is, he is he's a partner in our labor and then all things work together for good. When we're praying his will, when we're praying when his, his plan, amen? But, you know, like, when, because things would just say, well, well, this didn't go right or that didn't go right. Let, let me ask you, where is your prayer life? And what are you praying for? What are you praying for? Uh, people just, today they go, well, the world is just going to, every, everything, whatever will be, will be. Okay, so, you know. But that's not true. That's not true. And then there are those that think, well, everything, you know, I'll be blessed. Everything will go good on autopilot. Automatically, God's going to bless me. Automatically, this is going to happen. Automatically, that's not true. According to scriptures, we're to pray the plan of God out for our life. We're to pray the will of God. And we're going to look at another scripture here in just a minute. But the Holy Spirit, he comes to our aid. He bears us up in our weaknesses for we do not know what prayer to offer. He is the one that comes to our aid and our assistance. And a lot of times people look at being baptized in the spirit or praying in tongues or being filled with the spirit that it's, it's really not that important. It's okay. It's okay for that person. It's okay for this. It's, it's all right. Listen, my life wasn't changed till I got filled with the Holy Ghost. Things change. I can tell you that we'll be stuck in situations, and I, we'll pray in the Holy Spirit. And, man, sometimes it's not at that moment that you get the revelation, but all of a sudden, later in the day or the next morning or the next night, you, I mean, something drops in your spirit, and you have the answer to what you need, and you're like, wow, you just know it's God. And it's even doubly blessed when, when God uses a scripture. And just confirms what he wants you to do. Amen? See, the holy, you have to open up yourself and believe in it. You have to be intent. I want the will of God in my life. And honestly, praying in the Holy Spirit is part of that. Because you don't know. Part of it is praying and asking God's will. Asking his direction. But the other part is praying in the Spirit. Praying in the spirit. So many people are, are you know, they're, they're like, I, I don't know, they're all over the place. But God has a definite plan in mind. He has a definite path. And you can get into that plan and you can get into that path. Amen? Hallelujah. Let's look at, um, uh, let's look at Matthew chapter 6, verse 9. 
Jesus says this. He stated to his disciples, they'd asked him to, to teach them to pray, and he said, after this manner, therefore pray ye, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Notice Jesus said, you have to pray, thy will be done. He told his disciples, pray. See, we have to pray for God's will to be done. We can't just automatically slide around. I mean, you can, and you'll probably go to heaven, you're saved, but you're not going to see the fullness of God in your life. Amen? Or the fullness of his blessings. They had asked him that, and he, and he told them to pray that. He said to pray. That was, that was his, his, his instructions. He said, pray thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. You have to pray that, Father, your will be done in my life. Your will, the, way, the same way that your will is carried out in heaven. You see, God has, he has a will for you. He has a plan. Amen? Why would you, why, why would he tell you to pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, if it's just automatic? Well, I go to church. I'm a good person. I have Jesus as a Lord in my life. No, no, God is, God's got more for you. Amen? He's got the blessings of God for you. He's got healing for you. He's got a plan. He's got a work. He's, he has a purpose. Prayer sets the plan of God in motion in your life. Amen? It doesn't fulfill it all, but it sets it in motion. You can get clarity. You get a view of what his plan looks like when you pray. We talk about prayer. I've taught on prayer so many times, and we talk about the prayer of faith. You know, we talk about praying for the lost. We talk about the prayer of agreement. And, and those are good, but, but how many of you are praying over the plan of God for your life? Praying that, praying out, oh, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. So can you see the connection between his will and prayer? If there is, it's just not automatically going to happen. But if you pray, you'll get the mind of God. Amen. Hallelujah. God has a plan. God has a plan for this nation. God has a plan for this city. God has a plan for this church. This is the thing. Even the nation, even the world, we can sit around and we can just be automated and say, oh, well, you know, it's the end times and, and uh, whatever's going to happen in the world. And, but, but God didn't say that in Timothy. He said to pray. He said to pray for the kings and authority that we may lead a peace, a, a life of peace and, and, and all godliness. To pray so that, all, that, that men would come into the kingdom of God and come into the knowledge of the truth. So, you know, we cannot, what if, let me just ask you this. What if this nation, we all just think, well, it's end times now, so whatever, you know, uh, we'll just pray, we'll just live our whatever Christian life, however we live it. And we just don't pray for this nation. And, you know, God wants us to all have a vision for this nation. Don't lose hope. What if it's not God's timing? What if it's not for the next, what if we all live and die and God still doesn't come yet? He said, occupy till I come. The Bible talks about where to pray. In the time of latter rain, for, you know, we're to pray. We're to pray for the harvest. Let me, let me show you that scripture. Let's go to Matthew chapter 9, verse 37. Prayer is so important about the plan of God 
not only in your life, but in our cities, in our churches, in our nations. Like, we can't just, like, treat, oh, we're just going to fly, you know, we'll just fly by. God's, way, God's wanting his church to rise up. He's wanting you to pray for this nation, pray for our cities, pray for our homes, to, you know, believe that revival, you know, let, let's, I mean, I mean, we're talking about legacy. Listen, when we're gone I'm, and, and, and Jesus don't come, we're, we're building for the future. We're building for the future, and we're praying God's plan into that. Okay, look at the scripture. It says, Jesus said, Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is indeed plentiful, but the laborers are few. So pray to the Lord of the harvest to force out and thrust laborers into his harvest. What is Jesus saying? We're to pray for the laborers. We're to pray for this harvest. We're to do some things. And I think the, in, the, in the atmosphere of the world, it just seems like, and, and even in churches, it seems like, well, whatever, let's see what the next prophet's saying. Listen, we need to pray. Even prophecies, if you've ever gotten a prophecy, and so, you know, sometimes I think God gives people prophecies to get them back on track. It's not an, an, a necessary a prediction. But a prophecy, and, 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 you know, people, you've gotten words from the Lord, and, and, and people just never pick them up. Oh, that was exciting. you got to pray those things through. Praying those things through. Praying the will of God through. Praying. And so there's prophecies over our nation, and, and people get upset at the prophets, and, oh, this one had this one, and, and that one had that one. But who's praying those prophecies through? Come on now. See, everything happens in prayer. Amen? So how are we going to get to the how are we going to get the harvest? Jesus just said it right there. Pray that the Lord of the harvest that he'll send forth laborers into the harvest. Amen. God has a plan in every single area, and we have to get into that plan. Amen. Let's look at James 5:16. Let's look at this. You know, Daniel was a man of prayer. And when Daniel was praying, it was all about politics. They didn't like Daniel of that day. They could have attacked anybody. But they were upset at this guy that was praying. And it was all about the, if you read about, the, reading the book of Daniel, it's all about, it was all about politics. Who wants, who wants to be the boss? But you know what was cool about Daniel? Is he prayed the plan of God out. And what was so cool is not only did he pray three times a day, he opened his window and look at me. What are you going to do about it? Listen, the world, the, the enemy will come after the church. What are we going to do? Are we going to open our windows and pray? We're going to open our doors and pray? We're, we're going to do that. Amen? And when they threw him into the lion's den, you know, I just, do you ever think about this? Did the lions even see Daniel? And if they didn't see him, did they, did they smell him?
I mean, when you're in the will, in the plan of God, he will protect you in the lion's den. He will protect your family. He will protect your job. He will protect your home when you're praying the will of God. Amen? Now let's look at James 5.16 in the Amplified. And I'm, gonna, I'm just going to pick up on the second part of this verse, guys where it says the earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man. It says the earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working, makes tremendous power your prayers. You are a righteous man. You are a righteous woman. If you listen to Pastor Ed's message this morning, you know that you were made righteous through Jesus Christ. So the effectual, the earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. Let's go on to verse 17. It says, Elijah was a human being with a nature such as we have, with feelings, affections, and constitution like ours. Elijah was just like us. He had our affections, our emotions. He was a man just like us. Seth, stand up for a minute. Elijah was just like that. He was just a guy that had emotions, had, you know, just, he was, he, he, affections. Just a normal guy. Just imagine Elijah walking around with a cap on his head, okay? With jeans instead of a, instead of a gown. You can sit down and say but he was a human be being with a nature such as we have, with feelings, affections, and a constitution like ours. And he what? Prayed earnestly for it not to rain, and no rain fell on the earth for three years and six months. And then he prayed again, and the heavens supplied the rain, and the land produced its crops as usual. Now let me say this. God told Elisha there was going to be a drought. God told him when the rain was coming... And so did Elijah sit back and go, oh, well, there's going to be a drought for three years. All the rains are going to come. It says here, it says that he prayed earnestly for it not to rain. We are co-laborers with God. And God is, when he speaks to us, we have to pray those things through. He spoke to Elijah Elijah knew what God said, but he prayed earnestly for the drought. And then he said he prayed again, and the heavens supplied the rain. Remember when he sent a servant out to, to look at the cloud? So why did he have to pray if God had already said it was going to happen? Because we have authority in this earth. And God, yeah, there, are, there are times that there's a there's sovereign move of God, but for the most part... God is looking for our prayers. He's looking for us to pray the plan over our life. If you're wondering why things aren't going the way that you thought they would go, if you're wondering, if you're trying to fix everything in your own, God is, saying, God is wanting you to get into the place of prayer. Not just, I mean, we need to get uh, corporately and so forth, but, but what about in your home, in your household, having that time with God, getting your Bible open, reading your Bible, praying to God, praying the will of God. You say, I don't, I don't even know what to pray. Don't give me that. <laughs> just Google it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Listen, there are people that have been learning the word for years that, oh, I don't know where to start. Just start. Honestly, 
I try to figure it out. How did I know? I just, just knew that one, those one scriptures. But if you spend time with God and you have your Bible with you, he will show you. Amen. Prayer, just praying, just start somewhere. Make a change somewhere in your life. Get into the path that God has for you. Get into the plan that God has for you. Make those changes that need to be, that need to be uh, made. And pray. Pray the will of God. Be, you know, you, you cannot, you know, God told the Hebrews that were delivered from Egypt. He said, hey, listen, I got it all ready for you. There's, there's the milk and honey. It's right there. But you know what? They didn't believe God. Prayer will cause faith to come. Prayer and the word together will cause faith to come. God has given you a land of milk and honey. He has, he has laid out a plan. He is no respecter of persons. And your plan, the plan for your life, is, is just as good as, as, as anybody else's plan. But you'll never know the fullness of it until you begin to pray. Praying not only the will of God, the, the plan for your life, but praying for the plan for our nation, praying for our cities, praying, uh, just, just, just praying. And just with childlike faith, believe in God. See, you, 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 I know some of you are just flying by. The word is good. I like it. You know, God is good. Wow, we come to church. Listen, Jehoshaphat. If you look up the story in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, they had three armies coming against them. They were being surrounded by the, the enemy, and they didn't know what to do. And Jehoshaphat didn't have the Holy Spirit prompting him to pray. But he brought everybody together, and he said, I don't know what to do, but we need to pray. And you know what? When you pray, it's amazing. The answer you think is coming is never the answer that God has. And God tells Jehoshaphat, this is what you're going to do. He gives him the answer. The worship team can get ready. He gives him the answer. And he says, he says I want you to send the praises out. And you know what? They didn't have any military. They didn't have armors and swords and like the military. He said, I want, and he even told them what to tell them to say. How many of you remember what God told them to say? For the Lord is good, and his mercy endures forever. He even told them what to say. But that's what Jeho Jehoshaphat did. He said, let's pray. So those that think that your, that your prayers mean nothing, that's wrong. That's a lie from the enemy. That's a lie from the enemy. I'm not going to read these, but the Lord moved me last week to write down, because I was like, I don't know, I was just examining my own life and how many things, you know. I said, Lord, are we, do we, are we really walking by faith and different things? And I just, I mean, I just outlisted myself of all the things that, that we prayed for I can't get this paper because it's stuck together. It's one of those stick'em sheets. I don't want to rip it. I just wrote these really quick. And I challenge you. I'm challenging you. The reason is the reason I'm showing you this. I was like, 
there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. I don't know. There's a whole lot. There's a whole lot on here. That were that were stepping out in the water type of faith things that we worked in our life. How many can you write down? What have you believed God for? What are you praying for? Maybe, you know what? A lot of people want to get married, but they don't even pray for their They don't even pr- talk to God about the husband or the wife. Talk to God about the situation. Talk to God about the will and the plan for your life. And I'll close just with this testimony um, because I feel like I should share it. But um, I can remember when we first started this church and we were really... We, we, we struggled with finances forever, let's just face it. Anyhow, uh, this, we were in the, one of the worst times, but we felt led to go to, uh, there, was, there was a meeting, an Operation Explosion meeting down in Florida, and a whole bunch of us went down there to learn how to reach the lost. And so we scrapped everything together, we went down there, and they were in a tent in, uh, I don't know where it was, was it Tampa? In Tampa, Florida, and it was probably 100 degrees, and we're like, you know, oh my gosh. But they were building their building. And, they, and, and the minister got up, and he said, God told me there was going to be 300 people that was going to sow $1,000 into, I, I don't remember it was 300, it was a, a certain number, um, $1,000, and we're going to finish our church building this morning. Well, you know what? If the Holy Ghost doesn't move on you, don't worry about it. But the Holy Ghost moved on us that day, and our checkbook was in the red. And I said, we were like, we don't have $1,000 30 years ago was like whatever, you know? whatever. I don't know how many years ago that was, but it was at least 30, if not more. And so, but we, we took, we took our, the envelope and we pledged, and we prayed and we committed God, we will not pay one of our bills. We will not buy anything extra, anything that we need. We're going to pay this pledge before we do anything. We didn't care if our electric got shut off. That's how determined we were because God spoke to us. But God is not going to be speaking to you if you're not praying the will of God for your life. And so this was right after years after we had lost a house and we were like, we're, we're praying, we're believing God for a home. So we sow into this church home. We paid that pledge before we paid anything. And it was probably within a year, it was so quick that we were in our new home. God opened the door, brought us into our new home. It was a miracle. It was a miracle. So when the Holy Ghost speaks to you, sometimes you just gotta you just gotta jump on it and obey. But if you're not praying in the spirit and you're not praying the will of God and the plan over your life. Your life is important to God. You're, I don't care how old you are. Moses was 80 in the desert and God showed up. And that's after he murdered somebody. So maybe you murdered somebody 40 years ago, but God's showing up today. <laughs> Amen. Young people, get a head start on this. Pray the will of God over your life. Nothing else matters. When you get to heaven, you're going to find that out. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, we're going to pray for you tonight. I want you to stand. We're going to worship.
but we really want. Maybe you have been filled with the Holy Ghost and you pray in tongues, but you just haven't been praying in the Spirit. You haven't felt like, well, it's okay, but it's not really important, you know, if I don't pray in the Spirit. As long as I pray, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. No, listen, I'm telling you, you're wondering why you're not stirred up. You need to get back into that place where you're praying in the Holy Ghost. God has a heavenly language. You sometimes cannot articulate the will and the plan of God, but the Holy Spirit can. Amen? And so I'm telling you, if you need that, that gift stirred up, I'm asking you to step out of your seat and come up front. And if you need, and, 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 and if you've not been filled with the Holy Spirit, I'm asking you to step out of your seat and come up. L listen, I, I know, because I don't believe the Holy Spirit gave me this message. Just, and, and honestly, this is kind of like, I didn't even have time to really put this together the way that I want to. But I'm telling you, I know that God is wanting you to pray over the plan of God and the will of God for your life. And he wants you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. He wants to show you the Holy Spirit is gentle. He's not going to push himself on you. But I, I, I can't explain to you how it changed my life. I, I wasn't able to throw those drugs out that car window until I got filled with the Holy Ghost. I wasn't able to walk away from my old life until I got filled with the Holy Spirit. And the times in my life where I had dryness, it was when I pressed into praying in the Spirit that I felt the anointing of God more in my life. It's so important. It's so important. Now you look at the book of Acts. They were filled with the Holy Spirit and every time they were filled with the Holy Spirit, they spoke in tongues, and I'm here to tell you that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and God changes not. And people say, well, that stuff's been washed away. That's not true. That doesn't tell me that in the Bible. Amen? So if you need a refreshing tonight, I'm asking you to come up front. Just step out of your seat. You know who you are because the Holy Spirit's speaking to you. Just come on up. We're going to pray. We're, you're going to pray in tongues like you never prayed before. You're going to pray. And when, when you pray, listen, there, there's, there's, a, there's a praying in tongues that's like, but there's something when, when all of a sudden the Holy Spirit takes hold. I'm telling you, there's such breakthrough. There's anointing. There's a presence of God. And you know what? So many times you walk out of that place and you have the answer, out of that place of prayer, and you have the answer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I'm going to ask Pastor. He's going to come up, and, and he's, we're going to, do you have anything to add to that? And we're, we're going to, I'm sorry I went late tonight. I was trying to get in the flow of the Holy Ghost, amen? And, uh, but we're going to pray for you tonight, and I, and we're, we're basically, we're, it, you may need healing. You may need uh, an answer to prayer. You can let us know. But, but we're basically going to pray for just the fire of the Holy Ghost, praying in the Spirit, praying in other tongues. We're going we're gonna to pray for that baptism. People got baptized in water today. You're going to get baptized in the Holy Ghost tonight like never before. 
Amen? So lift up your hands and say this with me. Let's close our eyes. Heavenly Father, I love you tonight. And I will pray the plan and the will of God for my life. And I ask you tonight to fill me to overflowing with the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, just like you did in the book of Acts, Lord, because you are no respecter of persons, and you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen? As they lead us in worship, we're going to come down, we're going to pray for you.